is at zero, and another huge game is in the books. They run the option. Nix keeps it, tries to submarine, and he does. Touchdown, Oregon. As they score on their opening series. A 32-yarder. Got it up, and it's good. So Utah settles for the points. 3.45 to go first quarter. Oregon with a 7-3 lead over the Utes. Lake clock at four. Nix over the middle, caught. James, touchdown, Oregon. Barnes to throw it underneath and intercepted. Tysheem Johnson dug it up. And Oregon has a football. First down and goal at the Utah three-yard line for Oregon. Irving remains in the game at running back. Here's Nix in the end zone. Touchdown, Ducks. Troy Franklin. Irving outside. Buck Wild. Bucky Irving. Touchdown, Oregon. First to 10 at the 49. Barnes in trouble, got it away. Oregon says they have it again, Tysheen Johnson. That'll be the second interception of the game for Bryson Barnes. First down and goal of the five. Nix throws it out wide and a score for Oregon. Treshawn Holden. As Bo Nix throws another touchdown pass and the Ducks Take a 34 to 6 lead. All the reaction, the post game interviews, and your phone calls. The Ute Post Game Show, presented by Science Bank, begins now on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. It is your U post game show here on 97.5 FMD KSL Sports Zone. I'm Jay Catch, joined by Christian Cox, and the Utes fall 35 to six to the Oregon Ducks. And Christian, uh, we spent a lot of time earlier on uh, previewing this game. Thought it would be a, a really, really back and forth battle, but. Uh, Oregon came out and really just dominated this game, frankly. You know what? It was a classic beatdown and in the wrong way. Right? I'm with you you yeah, want to yeah. go back to, I think they said uh, the last time Utah didn't score a touchdown in a game was 2018 against Washington when they lost the Pac-12 championship. Correct, 10 yeah. 10-3. To, to that year was a surprise year, too. If you remember, Jason Shelley, who I think was playing quarterback, mm-hmm. uh, had some injuries. Um, if you if you really want the the honest truth, that is the best Oregon team I've ever seen play defensively in, they my, the part. in, in my career. Um, they they look physical. They dominated the line of scrimmage. They dominated the offensive line of scrimmage, too. It really looks like Dan Lanning has made that Oregon defense an SEC defense like he did at Georgia. And, again, Bo Nix carved him up. And so, not to use cliche takes, but it felt a very reminiscent to a, a, a TCU game in 2010 when I played. You had an Andy Dalton guy who had been there for four years, really good. Bo Nix just brought them out, mm-hmm. uh, guns a-blazing in that first quarter. We talked about this in the pregame, that the first quarter may dictate the whole game. I hate taking takes like that. I thought Utah would come out and play with a bit more fire. It's not that they didn't, but overall, I, I think Dan Lanning and the offensive coordinator for uh, Oregon came out with NASCAR, got Utah <laughs> on their heels fast, mm-hmm. got a, a couple quick scores, 21-3, to three, uh, you kick a field goal right before half. You thought maybe you could get a touchdown, and then maybe you could maybe muster something different in the second half. And Utah came out in the second half and did absolutely nothing offensively. So, you know, it's going to be a short post game. I think I just summed up the whole game. I think we can <laughs> hey, we can wrap call it. it I, I, you know, but, no, uh, but again, it was a, a a tough one for yeah. Utah. And again, if you're a fan driving home and you think the sky's falling, let's take a dose of reality. Sure, this yeah. Utah team doesn't have its offensive starters or firepower. Whether it's Thomas Yasmin, Makai Bernard, yep. Cam Rising, Brant Keithy, uh, all those players you thought you'd have in, in in the top of the year, you haven't had them for the majority of the year. So you're thinking, you know what? Maybe we're playing with house money. A tough loss, but you lost to what I would say 
a, a team that probably will go to the college football playoff and may have a chance to really compete unlike Washington in 2016. Yeah, they've been very, very good, and that, there's no doubt about that for Oregon. All right, so uh, let's get this out uh, right now. If you want to call in, if you're leaving the stadium, if you're out and about, we'd love to hear your thoughts on the loss for Utah. Uh, phone number to call, 801-575-ZONE. That's 801-575-9663. Uh, please call in. We'll get you on the air and let you have your your take on all things in this game. Uh, but, Christian, to your point, this Oregon team, you talk about the physical nature of them. This is an Oregon team for years. It was known as for their finesse. Totally. Lanning's brought this toughness element to them that, in many ways, it, on this, based on this game alone, they very much look like a team, as you mentioned, that could make a pretty decent run down the stretch Well, that's here. what you have to have, right? Yeah. If you look at, at whether it's Alabama or whether it's Georgia, sure. who's back-to-back national champions, what is the what is the key to Georgia's success? Playing amazing lights-out, controlling defense. Correct, but yeah. they've they've played well with Stetson Bennett, who's made plays with his feet mm-hmm. and his arm. Um, you got to have a balanced team. You can't be one-sided where uh, SC is very one-sided. The Kyler Murray, Oklahoma years with Lincoln Riley, very one-sided. You don't win championships that way. The teams that have won championships, if you look at the the last six, eight years, whether it's Alabama, Clemson, um, or Georgia, it all has a common theme. They have Deshaun Watson with Clemson, but they had actually a really good defense at the time, I think with Shaq Lawson or whoever it was. Uh, but Alabama has just been a factory of, of number one draft or first round draft picks, mm-hmm. second round draft picks on defense and offense. Uh, this Oregon team was as advertised. And I think I think I was taken aback how physical they were. Sure. Uh, yeah. The defensive line. Bryson Barnes did not have time to throw. No, not at all. Uh, the offensive line who was physical against SC weren't opening up holes mm-hmm. for Jaquindon Jackson. You didn't see Sione Vaki out uh, a lot, honestly. I think I think I think there was an injury or something. He didn't look like himself. No, he, he off he, the edge. He didn't have his same burst. No, he didn't hold the edge a couple times. Yeah. You saw uh I think it was Irving who ran on the outside for a touchdown here and there. So uh overall Hats off to Oregon. I know that's painful to hear, but you just lost to a team that's, I would say, a a top five team, in my opinion. I haven't seen a a team that balanced and that strong defensively and physical and is explosive on offense together. And and I I don't know when. I don't know when the last time I saw a complete team that Utah's played and couldn't at least hang in there and and definitely got exposed because Utah has weakness. Yeah, and, and it's on offense. And this was, and it was very clear. It was very clear. And here's the thing: this is fairly pedestrian numbers on, compared to their season average for Oregon: 390 total yards, 248 passing, 142 rushing. That's actually that's holding them down. This they hold them held them to almost as they were averaging 550 roughly, so nearly 160 yards below their average. So. They were they were clinical and cashing in on Utah's mistakes. Obviously, you saw that uh, the the interceptions that Bryson Barnes, two of them they threw in this game, they were cashed in for touch. It's just everything that could have gone wrong for Utah felt like went wrong in this game. And you mentioned you got to tip your cap to Oregon because they came out and as you mentioned, they made no if and or but about how this game was going to go. Listen, I can sum it up real quick for you on the difference in the game. Uh, Oregon had two sacks, six TFLs. Guess how many sacks Utah had in this game? Zero. Guess how many TFLs Utah had in this game? One. So the key to Utah that had been successful is getting pressure on the quarterback. Bo Nix and the offense, when you run NASCAR, when you go into the quick, that is your advantage over the defense. You're dictating to them. They can't get set. They can't get into their their blitzes and their schemes. Morgan Scally likes to call the defense late. Uh, I Listen, Oregon came out with a game plan and executed it flawlessly in the very beginning. Yes. Uh, the fact that Utah hung in there and held them to 390, that's a moral victory, which is a waste, right? Sure. 240, 142, 390 total, 50% on third downs. But really the stat of the game is the, 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 the difference was the physicality of Oregon – they were in the backfield. Those yes. two interceptions of Bryson Barnes, he was getting tackled and Under duress, and, yeah. and trying to get rid of the ball. He did not – it did not look even the same. Sure. Bo had time, mm-hmm. uh, made great throws, had some good throws. There was a great throw to the tight end on third and nine uh, for their, their score right before they went up 35 mm-hmm. or maybe it was 28 to, to six. But overall, um, Oregon won in almost every single category – they won in the turnovers. They won in physicality. They won in more havoc plays and sacks. They won in more uh, long gains on offense. 
And Jaquinda Jackson's leg was hurt. It was very clear. He was limping. Yeah, yeah. they had to go Jalen Glover, which they didn't want to. Uh, Sione Vaki didn't look like himself. I, I saw him limp in the Cal game. Um, USC, he looked amazing, but he just, even on defense, I saw him hold the edge and just not even, not even attempt to get out and make a tackle. So tough loss. Um, you know, there's still a lot to, to play for in terms of the season. You've, you've have two losses. You got Arizona state coming at home. Uh, you never know how this game's going to go against Washington because I don't know as I go back and I watch the Washington game. The only weakness of Oregon is honestly their DBs and throwing yeah. it. Um, Penix could exploit that. That's why Oregon outgained him 557 to 400. You don't know how good actually Washington is. So uh, Utah fans are a lot to, to cheer for. It's a bummer because this season's been a season of uh, guys missing. And so you wonder who's going to come back. It kind of feels like Cam's going to come back. I don't think Keithy will come back. I bet you get Makai Bernard back. You have a very young defense, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. You have a very young defense. Um, could be a good season, but tough home loss. No other way to sugarcoat it than you got outplayed by a very physical Oregon team, which is very weird to say. I, and the, it's very very physical. Well, I, Offensively sure, physical, yeah. defensively physical. And, that, and you're right. It does feel weird to say that because – uh, trust me, I mean, you and I, uh, we're of a similar age. We've watched this Oregon team win with finesse for so many years. And there was a whole question was, okay, if Oregon ever gets to being a physical football team, what could they accomplish? And they never got to that under Chip Kelly. They never got to that under Mark Helfrich. They never did it under, uh, uh, who is it, uh, Chris the Ball. Who, yeah, Mario. Well, guess what? Dan Lanning, he's brought it to them. And it, it's transformed them. Well, and the guys he's brought in, too. The guy who caught both interceptions, he was an old Miss transfer uh, one of the corners who came up and had some big hits. He was an Alabama transfer. They also picked up that safety from Fresno, mm-hmm. who had a lot of big hits. He had a big punt return crush on Mikey Matthews. He was a freshman player. I mean, a, a, a senior player, all conference from um, from Fresno. So yeah. they picked up the right pieces. Like Bo Nix, this is his like ninth year in the league, right? Fifty five <laughs> yeah. starts. Fifty six after F- today. Fifty six. Yeah. Fifty six starts. Right. So. He, he, you could tell he was just he he knew how to execute the offense. Sure, yeah. And uh, right from the get go, from drive one, you're like, this might be a long one. And then they did it again. They did uh-huh. it again. What was weird is there was only one speck of like optimism uh, when Utah was driving to score. It was 14 seconds completed to Vele. You needed a touchdown. Maybe yeah. you go in 10 to 10 to four, 10 to 14 Making and a half time, right? A little bit, a little bit better, or 21 yeah. to. Yeah. 21 to 10 at halftime. Then you get the ball, but settle for a field goal. Do absolutely nothing on the second and the the first series. And then you really didn't do anything in the second half. So, uh, again, we'll we'll talk about this and we'll take calls. Uh, but uh-huh. overall, um, I think there's a lot to be – this Utah team is unheralded and uh, outgunned and outmanned, and you played a top five team. Yeah, so you and, lost. And that's the thing about this. We already saw Oklahoma lose today, so very well could see Oregon inside the top five when the rankings come out. They, they, they were that impressive. I'm with you on that. We, we'll we see. I, I really – if I look at if I look at all the college games I've uh-huh. played in or I've watched, I haven't watched a team that surgical sure. on both yeah. sides of the ball and own the, the line of scrimmage. They, I, I don't remember a team doing that that they, way. They made it tough, obviously, all, all day long. Uh, for the Utes. All right, uh, let's get out to the phone lines. I believe we got Robin. Is that right, Christian? Christian producing for us. All right, Robin, of course, good friend of the program. How are you, sir? Doing good. Thank you guys for always being there. Absolutely. What What, what was your takeaway? Robin, hold on. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Bryson hold on. Barnes is 5-1 and one now. Now you can't <laughs> say it. I'm pissed off. What happened? That's still pretty good, 800%. Uh, wow, I thought our defense would show up a little more. I'm not sure. Totally disheartened. This this is a lot like when TCU badgered us forty seven to seven. That's what it kind of feels like. But um, I I still have optimism about Washington. I think Arizona's going to be a tough game. If we can go nine and three, win a bowl game, and Kyle gets out of this with ten wins this year, one of his best jobs ever. We just, we just got dominated on the line. There, there's really no wow dominated on both sides of the ball. Uh, but, yeah, we call if we win, we call if we lose, and they'll be back next week, and we'll beat Oregon, Arizona State, and go Utes, and appreciate what you guys do. 
Appreciate it, Robin. That's quite a pull. The 47-7, in many ways, it does kind of feel like that type of a game because TCU made it as thorough as Oregon made it feel today. It does. I don't listen. I got accused of this by my wife that I talk about the past too much about Uh these post games, especially (laughs) that I need to talk about more relevant things. But, yes, it's a take. Uh, it does feel very similar. Yeah. We had game day. We were 8-0. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy Dalton rolled in. Bo Nix rolled in. Andy Dalton was a four-year senior. He was legit. Yes, yes. They were awesome. He's still playing in the NFL uh, to this he, day. He was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I think they smashed Wisconsin in the Rose Bowl. They did. Uh, we went through a buzzsaw. And, and honestly, that game, uh, Jordan win. We couldn't get the offense rolling. Mm-hmm. I think Matt Asiata had a late touchdown. But overall, it felt like – I. I empathize with Jonah Ellis and, you know, the rest of Cole Bishop and all those guys. When the offense isn't scoring points and you're stuck out there for the whole second half and you're playing against one of the best offenses, um, you're like, I can't wait for this game to get over. <laughs> yeah, and that, I want this yeah. clock to keep going. Just this go, this go, game go, actually yeah. went pretty fast. Yes, it did. But it was um, – uh, maybe very similar, yeah. We got, um, we got this game done in another three hours, I'm fairly certain. I think we started before 4.30, didn't we, Christian? I don't know how long we've been going here. I th- I think so. And yeah. I think the eerie part, I think you, we were down 21-3 to three in the first quarter. Utah was down 21-3. to three. Oh, That's fast, a good point. Fast yeah. scores. Hey. Uh, that's just what my memory serves. I, you'd have to go look at the stats. But um, big plays from TCU today, big plays from Bo Nix. Mm-hmm. And honestly – Gave up some wonky touchdowns to, to Irving off of the edge. Um, but when you're holding a quarterback to a, a 77% completion rating and he throws for 240 and runs one in, I think he had a rushing score. Actually, he didn't. No, he didn't. He did not. No, no, he, he did punch it in. He was the first touchdown of the oh, game. That's he, did, right. he punched he it in from he, one he, yard he, out. He threw two, yep. ran one. Um, it is what it is. He had a rating of 165, and your rating with Bryson was 77. He was running, and he was in the back. Like, there was people in his face all day, and we couldn't get to Bo Nix, and that yeah. was just a better offensive execution by Oregon. Yeah, it was, no doubt about it. All right, we are waiting post-game sound. I'm seeing some tweets coming across. The players are already talking, so uh, hopefully we should have that sound fairly quickly. We'll bring that to you as soon as we have it. Uh, uh, if you're trying to uh, keep track of other scores, we'll get to those in a little bit as well as we continue here on the post-game show. If you want to call in with your thoughts, if you're driving home from the game, got something on your mind, feel free to weigh in, 801-575-9663. It's 9663 on the final four digits there. Love to hear from you guys. Your post-game show rolls on right here on 97.5 FM. The KSL Sports Zone. All the reaction, the post game interviews, and your phone calls. The Youth Post Game Show, presented by Zions Bank, begins now on 97.5 The KSL Sports Zone. Welcome back to your youth post-game show here on the KSL Sports Zone. Christian Cox, Jake Hatch, bringing things, breaking things down here as Utah falls 35-6 to uh, to the Oregon Ducks. If you're keeping track at home, uh, BYU facing a similar scoreline all of a sudden. Uh, Texas just scored, cashing in on a BYU turnover to make it 35-6 to for the Longhorns down there in Texas. About a minute 30 to go in that one in Austin. Uh, just as a heads up for you guys, we will be splitting the signal as soon as that goes final. Uh, the BYU, the Cougar post-game show will be on 1280 AM. So if you want to stick with us here on the Ute post game show, just keep it on 97.5 FM. Uh, we got a comment coming in here from Brando uh, Christian saying this, Utah, and he puts in quotations, especially Coach Witt, got too caught up in the college game day atmosphere. When I say when I saw Witt pull up on the Harley, I knew we were in trouble, dot, dot, dot. Uh, I, listen, I, I don't, I take a different angle. I'm with I, you. I think uh, Utah has not done enough branding for our, our state or even to come work here as a college athlete. That's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's NIL. I think it's great for the brand. Um, I think you need to show what he's made of, who he is, his persona, because a lot of people don't know who Kyle Whittingham is. Yes, I'm with uh, him now. In terms of what happened today, I don't think it was getting your eye off the ball. Utah does not have a sixth-year senior quarterback like Bo Nix who can run an offense efficiently, whose offense has been – the number one offense, I believe, in the country. So mm-hmm. you you played against the best offense. You held them to 35 points, which is under their norm. You held them under their 520 yards per game, which is good. But um, I, I think 
you know, what you ran into was a buzzsaw of a defense from Oregon that was not even close to the same setup as, as USC. USC was very soft. Uh, they didn't push pressure on the line of scrimmage. Um, Oregon uh, had six, t- six TFLs and two sacks. Utah's defense had none. So that's that's the biggest difference if you want to look at comparison. And then um, Utah threw two interceptions that were very impactful. Um, you didn't uh, you went one for three on fourth down. The first one you went for, you didn't kick a field goal early in the game, so you left some points on the board. Uh, really, like if you want to break it all down, um, Utah just was outmatched, out physical on both lines of scrimmage. Was uh, out schemed in the beginning. The defense was out schemed because uh, Oregon came in and did exactly what they wanted to do. They got into a a set that they liked. Mm-hmm. Utah couldn't do their hey, let's rotate players out, so we're going to do the slow run to the edge. They went fast, and Correct, they scored yeah. quick. And um, that's how you take out a crowd, and that's how you take out a defense. Uh, what is Utah's advantage as a team is their defense. And so a credit to Dan Lanning and their offensive coordinator to say, you know what, we're just going to come in. We're going to run NASCAR real quick. We're better offense. We're going to get quick sets. You can't even pressure us. We're not going to let Jonah Ellis even get to us. We're not going to let Van Fillinger get to us. We're not going to let Connor O'Toole get to us. We're going to let, uh, you know, Cole Bishop get into sets and, and blitz off the edge. And they did it through the air. And um, I, I think what's what's hard to really, I guess, uh, swallow is just – you got out schemed on all phases of the game. Sure, um, that, there wasn't that, an area in which you had you you won. You lost in all three, and that's the tough part. To uh, Kyle Whittingham is going to point, I think, to that when we hear his post game comments. I almost immediately say we were outclassed in all three phases of the football game because I'm with you. There's not you can't look at any part of this and feel like no Utah had a W quote unquote in that. It just feels like in all three phases. No, there was zero momentum you had in the game. The, I, we talked about it before. The only momentum you had or slight m- chance. And that's kind of where you're at. When you knew you couldn't move the ball, you uh, had 14 seconds to go. You just completed the ball to the north end zone to Devon Vele. Um, you ha- might have had a pass interference, no call on Money Parks, and then you have to settle for a field goal. If you get a touchdown, maybe it's 21-10. You, you get momentum in the second half. But that's what championship teams do. They go into hostile environments. Uh-huh. They quiet them. Sure. Um, they... They blew it against Washington on the road. They weren't gonna. They weren't gonna do that again. They came in with more of a chip on their shoulder. They did what Utah does to most teams: is bully them. Utah got bullied by Oregon, which is hilarious to say out loud because it's always been speed and space, and this time it was through physical physicality. And that's where Dan Landing bringing his SEC background. And listen, Dan Lanning was only with Georgia for, I think, three years or four years. Mm-hmm. He was a grad assistant at um, Alabama to start his career, uh, but he's been around to a bunch of different programs, but he got what he wanted from Kirby Smart, and he's bringing it to Oregon. And listen, in the Big Ten next year, there's going to be some real physicality from surprising from Oregon and Michigan and Ohio State. And Correct, so, yes. Last game against Oregon, a bummer, 35-6. to You lose the last two to him. Dan Lanning is 2-0 against Kyle Whittingham. And so the funny thing about this is the two losses for Utah this season, Oregon Ducks, Oregon State Beavers. Uh, State of Oregon has been not kind to the Utes. Well, and they won with physical nature. Yes, exactly. If you, if you, yes. Look, at, uh, if you look at Coach Smith and how he, he runs the ball, he was a quarterback when he played for mm-hmm. Dennis Erickson. I think Chad Ochocinco played with him way back when. Um, and uh, if you look at how they're doing it, how they're building their teams, you got to be physical. Yes. And um, Kyle's always had that. Um, I think that the challenge this year is you really didn't have a backup behind Cam Rising that was ready. Bryson Barnes has, had done well. You were planning on having a Cam Rising somewhat healthy maybe midway through the year. Sure. And, and it didn't the team, it, it is way. what it is. Yeah. And this isn't a knock on, on Bryson. His offensive line let him down. But I think what's hard is if you won – it would be a completely different story, and that's the optimism and the excitement that you could get Arizona State. Maybe you win against Washington. Now, the reality of the games, that's why you play the games. Utah didn't have the personnel to mm-hmm. match up against a top-five team. And mark my words, I think that's the Pac-12 champion. I think they beat Washington in the Pac-12 wow, championship. Okay. And uh, I think Oregon goes to play in the college football playoff. 
We'll have to wait and see, obviously, because there's still a lot of football to be played. But I also I agree with you on what you said earlier on in this postgame show. If you're feeling like the sky is falling for Utah, you shouldn't be at that point, it feels like, because there's still plenty for Utah to play for in this game. Crazier things have played out. Remember, they lost at at Oregon last year, needed a crazy amount well, of and things. And they lost to, to UCLA yeah. on the road, and you lost to Florida on the road. Yes. And you needed a, some crazy things to happen in that final weekend of the season. Get yourself in the Pac-12 title game last year. I'm not saying it's out of the question, but you're you got to keep doing your thing if you're Utah. You, you know, can you I, cannot I, wave the white flag. I like right that now. take, Jake. Because yeah. again, you, you never know. I, I think I think if you're a Utah fan, you're a real fan. Yeah, you're I agree. Looking yeah. at, you're looking at the lot you've been dealt, and yeah. you've handled it with class, and have bounced back and got a road win against SC. You never know. Win out and see where you're at. Uh, Oregon State and Oregon always have weird games. Um, Washington almost lost to Arizona State. I was going to say, last week to show you exactly, they needed to pick six late in the game. And, and, yeah. and Arizona State was on their 10 about to score. So uh, the season's not over, but I, I think I think we need to temper expectations. This is not a college football playoff team because to do that, you need a guy like Tyler Huntley or Bo Nix quality Agreed. at yeah. quarterback to march your offense down. If Cam Rising was healthy – you maybe got to see that this year, but unfortunately, Cam Rising, Makai Bernard, Brant Keithy, Thomas Yasmeen, <laughs> name some other starters on offense oh, that it's... aren't even available that you were planning on. Have we seen Johnny Maia yet this year? I don't I don't think you have. Yeah, so uh, I'm just saying. Micah Pittman's out for the year, too, and so that's not – don't take that as hey, an excuse for the Oregon loss or an excuse for the year. It's when you're planning on fifth-year guys that have been proven and are elite mm-hmm. – um, Dalton Kincaid is a first-round draft pick. He wouldn't have been if Brant Keithy was still playing last uh, year. Well, he would have got been, to yeah, shine exactly. Yeah, you're so right. um, you know, it's a woulda, coulda, shoulda year. It's a tough year, but let's see what Bryson Barnes can bounce back with. You can't overlook Arizona State. You got them at home, I believe, and then Arizona on the road is going to be a hard game. It looks that way. Yes. Arizona is good. This uh, Fafita kid is really good. Who's a freshman? Uh, coach Jeb uh, Jeb Fish is, I think, a great coach. The coach with Coach Belichick. Um, so overall, it, it's still, a, I think, a, a, a great season. Um, let's see how you finish out. Let's win a bowl game. Um, and then what's hard is, you know what? You never know. Let's see how the Pac-12 shakes out. Last year, you never knew. <laughs> like, you, you can't yeah. just get ahead of yourself. But if you thought you were going to the college football playoff, uh, that's, a, that's a little – abstract and too far to think ahead i would agree with you on that and yeah. you just don't have the you don't have the you don't have a quarterback to take you there you have a great quarterback who has great heart and this offensive line just got out physical today because you couldn't get the run, run game going at all and that 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 right there i think that was actually a really good point on your point the the rushing attack just never got untracked in this game and we were hoping that sione vaki was going to show up you're hoping quentin jackson was going to show up well, I'm with you. Sione Vaki didn't have the same burst. I wonder if there was an injury concern at play there. We saw Jaquin and Jackson limping around in this game. This is a running back position that's been hit hard due to injury. And when your top two guys aren't right, that hurts you all that much. All that much it's more. It's not even that. Like you, you have Chris Curry's out for the year. Yeah, exactly. Kai Bernard's yes. out for the year. J- uh, uh, Sione Vaki was a safety, uh-huh. right? Yes, uh, you brought him over. Yeah. J- uh, Jaquindon Jackson in general, he was hurt again. It's the same foot thing. I don't think it fully healed. So, uh, you know, you hope you get healthy enough, get folks back for Arizona State. You got to play a tough game against Arizona State. I don't think they've won a conference game yet. They have not. Nope. Um, So you got to get a W, and then you're playing Washington, and then you got to go on the road against Arizona, and then the season's over. Like, that's what's crazy about the next four games. Season's over against Colorado, and just like you said, Jake. In the Pac-12, you never know. You never know, but you never know. But I, I would be, I would go out, I'd go on a limb to say, um, if you beat well, if you beat Washington, and Washington lost a second time, I guess maybe they could go. But Oregon State would have to lose a second time, which they could lose to Oregon. Sure. And then you're playing Oregon again in the Pac-12 championship. So, I listen. It's been a fun year. You're six and two. Um, you haven't had your starters. Uh, you have a great team coming back in the Big 12. Next year is the college football playoff expansion to 12 teams. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot to be excited about. Got to keep building the program. Um, one loss isn't going to blow everything up, but it is It is a different feeling because you know you you can't – you could still get to a Pac-12 championship. You could, but you need but, things to happen. But you need some weird yeah. things to happen. 
and you're not controlling your destiny. But you never know. We'll see. Uh, if you want to call in, please do so. 801-575-9662. That's 801-575-ZONE. If you want to call in with your thoughts, if you're leaving Rice-Eccles Stadium on your way home and have some thoughts on the loss for the Utes. And uh, just kind of looking at the stats here, Christian, and the one thing I wanted to run past you is you mentioned the fact that Utah just could not get the rushing game going versus uh, what Oregon had. You want to know what big difference in this game is? Average rush, so average carry for Oregon in this game. I know. I 5.3 yards per carry. Utah, 2.8. Well, let me explain. There's a big reason why. Average yards thrown, I think, was it was it 10 yards per, per or something like that? Yeah, it's 10 yards on the number, I believe, or just over 10 yards on the number for Oregon. Yeah, average per, yeah. per completion was about 10.3. Yeah. Uh, had more yak net passing yards is 248 to 142. Yeah. So overall, a great quarterback and a ba- and a rushing attack that's stretching the defense. You're going to be able to run the ball effectively. And honestly, Oregon had hat for hat. There wasn't. You're missing Lander Barton. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you didn't have him. Um, so Oregon just out physical the 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 line. And I saw Sione Vaki twice be hemmed up couldn't get off a block Irving went on the outside one of them he went for a touchdown so uh it's a good it's a good call out there Jake yeah it's it, it there's just it, it feels like this is a game where you kind of just in many ways you just kind of tip your cap and say all right let's regroup a little bit here now you mentioned the Arizona State obviously coming up next week it's going to be a noon kickoff up there on the hill uh, for the Utes, and so it means another day game for Utah. And it's in some ways, it feels like it should be a get-right game, but anybody who watched the Washington-Arizona State game last week saw that Arizona State, they're frisky. That's the one thing about it. They, they haven't won a conference game, but they have hung tough. They have a pretty good defense. That's the one thing I know that they have. They have played, I think, four or five quarterbacks this season, speaking yeah. of ASU, so that's kind of the big bugaboo for them, it feels like. But yeah. It feels like it should be a get-right game, but at the same time, Utah cannot afford at this point to overlook anybody. Well, listen, um, I, okay, I'm going to do this anyway, okay. even though I'm told I'm not supposed to for my wife. Uh-oh. When we lost to TCU, our get-right game was supposed to be against Notre Dame on the road. I do remember this, Notre yes. Dame was, I think, 4-7 and seven that year, but mm-hmm. you're still going on the road to play Notre Dame. Correct. Uh, when you go, it, there is there is definitely a hangover from these big build-up they can games yeah. uh at that point we had so much build up because we were two years after the 08 year who we'd won uh you know we beat alabama we had had pressure from the bcs we didn't win but then we went to notre dame i think we lost like 23 to 14 couldn't convert on fourth down i'm hoping and i don't think that that utah will not let themselves lose twice from one game yeah and you need to beat arizona state get your line in order i just i i think i i really think um i think they weren't ready for oregon's physicality on defense i, think I don't come, i don't yeah. think they were i think they're yeah. like you know what we just smashed usc on the road um <laughs> we can run our offense there were no lanes for quinn and jackson sione vaki didn't get in until late um but it'll yeah, be it, it'll it be took interesting a while to get him in the game i was, I was surprised by it yeah, yeah. it was like mid first quarter yeah, it took a minute because i thought he was gonna be out there. i, I would have thought First run of the game, maybe Jaquindon Jackson, but I thought it would have been second or third well, run of the game. I, yeah. That's why I asked. I, sure. I, I, I tweeted this out. I'm yeah, like, I saw it just it, yeah. doesn't look like he's healthy. I, I wonder that's why they didn't put him in early enough. Maybe so, yeah. Because I, you, having played, when you're not right and you can't play at 100%, you just, you, you'll lie to yourself to get on the field. Sure. And um, you you just can't you can't play the game at the right speed. And that's 80%. That's true. All right. Uh, we will take a timeout here. We'll come back on the other side. Uh, we will get to the players and, the, and Kyle Whittingham. Uh, that postgame audio just it came in. We'll let you hear from them on the loss to Oregon. If you still want to call in, I'd love to have you guys' phone calls as well. 801-575-9663. Uh, those of you who may be tuning in, if you're looking for the Cougar uh, postgame show, that is over on 1280 AM. Just a little programming note. We are continuing on here on 97.5 FM. So more to come. This is your uh, you post-game show right here on 97.5 FM, the KSL Sports Zone. All the reaction, the post-game interviews, and your phone calls. The Youth Post-Game Show, presented by Zions Bank, begins now on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone.
Welcome back to your post-game show here on 97.5 FM, the KSL Sports Zone. Jake Hatch, Christian Cox, breaking things down as Utah falls to the Oregon Ducks, 35-6. to And Christian, what do you say? Should we listen to the players and let get their yeah, takeaway? Yeah, I'd love to hear their reaction. It's a tough one. It's I tough believe loss. we got Karene Reed, Devon Vele, and Bryson Barnes all took the podium together. And we'll let you hear that right now. Bryson, what did, what did they do that just kind of didn't allow you guys to click on offense today? Yeah, I just feel like they were just kind of, you know, they're doing a good job covering things, you know, and getting to the quarterback. But, you know, at the end of the day, we'll just find out on Monday and find out where we need to get better. How upset are you about those two interceptions? Oh, yeah, absolutely upset. You know, interceptions are never fun. And so, just like I said, come back Monday, learn from them. Granny, it feels like Bo and Nix was just very in control throughout. Just what were they doing that they seemed to be a step forward all day? Um, obviously, they were pushing the tempo on us which a lot of teams have done, and that shouldn't have been a problem. But uh, we got to win on third down. I think there is a lot of times that we stopped them. Third down came along and completed a, a, a nice pass or uh, was able to run the ball past the first down marker. What did you guys see in the trenches that looked like Oregon was controlling the line, line of scrimmage? Defense. Both sides. Um, you yeah. Defense and maybe you Just credit to their old line. I think we could have been... Uh, more aggressive. The scheme was there, but um, just just got to be more aggressive. Yeah, kind of the same thing here. The scheme was there. Maybe it was lack of execution. Maybe oh, I don't know. We'll find out on Monday on kind of really what went up, what went on. For any of you guys, did it seem like um, some of the injuries and some of the guys missing? Did it seem like that caught up today? It's been a season worth of injuries. Of course. <clears throat> um, I personally don't believe so. Uh, we got a lot of guys in that locker room that are, are hardworking. They understand the situation. I mean, it's not a shock to anybody that we have a lot of guys down. So, I mean, we're expecting a lot out of young guys. We're expecting a lot out of backups. Um, we're expecting big things from them. And so um, those kind of things, you know, we, we don't try to dwell on that. We just try to look at the tape, see what we have to work on, and just go from there. Rennie, how much did their up-tempo offense at times kind of mess up what you guys are doing? I mean, it's we've seen it before. Team, teams have been doing that to us. Um, it's all about how fast can we align and assign and, and it comes down to technique. I feel like majority of the times we were able to line up and be okay, but um, just, yeah, like Bryson said, i uh looking forward to watching the film because I'm not too sure right now. Turnovers are not something that you guys are, are used to committing. Um, I'm curious, was it more kind of like an offensive difficulty or was it Oregon's defense that maybe contributed a little bit to that? I would say it's both. You know, at the same time, if it's a bad play, from a quarterback's perspective, it's a bad play. Got to protect the ball, protect the team. Can't be giving the ball away. Kearney, you know, going into this game, I think a lot of people looked at Oregon as probably one of the, the best balanced team in, in the Pac-12. How, how difficult is it to scheme against something like that, knowing what Bo was able to do or, or any of those other players? Yeah, they're, they're super balanced. They have a strong run and pass game. And um, you just you, you got to be stout in both. And so... It's not like we felt like they had a, a weak spot, whether it be run or pass. It was you got to be ready for it all. Is that the best team you guys have seen this season? I think I the score says yeah, so. Yeah, so, so. unfortunately. Yeah. What was the message in the locker room after this? What, what, what did Coach say? What did you guys say to each other? <clears throat> Whatever you want to share and not share. I feel like at the end of the day, you know, you got to bounce back from the loss. We can't dwell on this. We got ASU coming up next week. Like, we got to watch the film, get over this game, and move on to the next. We can't be sitting dwelling on it. There you go. Bryson Barnes, Devon Vele, as well as Karenny Reed after the loss to the Oregon Ducks. And I think Bryson had a good answer there to finish things out. He's like, we, we got you got to move past this. There, there's no time to dwell on it. Yeah, I love the humor. Yeah, look at the score. Yeah, yeah. Clearly the best team we've played. <laughs> Who's the best it's, team you faced? It's, uh, yeah. it's the best Oregon version I've watched play in my entire time in the Pac-12. That was the best Oregon team they've played. They they had an edge to them. Yeah, I'm with you. That's the, Even the Marcus Mariota yep. years, that was the best Oregon team, most physical and mm-hmm. stout. They're big. Their defense oh, was yeah. big. Um, so uh, I love Bryson Bard's response. we got to move on to Arizona State. Yeah. we got to focus because guess what jake you're right you never know finish the season you've you have two pac 12 losses um no one gets out unscathed but sure mark my words i think oregon will win the pac 12 championship and i think they'll go to the college football playoff uh, i based on what we saw today i have a hard time disagreeing with you. they looked very much the part and here's the thing if you want to stay in the race for you talk about having to handle your business you cannot afford another slip up you drop to three 
you it gets real dicey at that point. Well, and their their record, they 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 had to play Washington on the road. They yeah. play Utah on the road. Still got to play SC, which I think they'll trounce. I I think their Oregon State game mm-hmm. at home will be a tough game. I think I believe it's at home because um, they lost last year up in Beaverton. So yeah, um, yeah, it'll be a fun fun season. But that is it's the best version of Oregon I've seen in my entire time at Pac, in the Pac-12. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's let you hear from the head man himself. Kyle Whittingham sat down with the media shortly after this game went final. Here's what he had to say about the loss. Uh, particularly at home here, uh, give Oregon credit. They are a complete football team, just like I've been saying all week long. Um, tremendous talent, size, quickness, athleticism, depth, both sides of the ball. And uh, they took it to us. And we, we really didn't get much done in any phase of the game. Um, you know, we needed to, the two emphasis, uh, things that we were emphasizing going in is win the line of scrimmage and win the turnover battle and didn't do either of those among a lot of other things that we didn't do. But, but again, they're, they're very deserving of their ranking, um, and, uh, got a ton of respect for what they're doing up there and, and, uh, they took it to us today. And so we got to regroup, <clears throat> get back in the film room on Monday, figure out what our deficiencies were which there appeared to be a lot uh we had had a good week of preparation i mean our practices were really good last week um but we just couldn't get anything going today couldn't get anything going um they ran the ball on us bo nix tremendous quarterback i think he was 14 to 16 in the first half i don't know what he ended up but he's you know he's throwing the ball you know nearly 80 percent completion rate the backs run hard physical the line on both sides really good so so again can't you know they're they're really good and, and credit dan landing for uh for what he's getting done up there uh for us you know uh, i don't want to say back to the drawing board but we gotta we gotta figure things out and good teams respond and we will respond uh, got a lot of players in that locker room that are very disappointed obviously um and uh, you know we just gotta we gotta come back and it, you know sometimes you get knocked on your butt in life and and you gotta pick yourself up and and come back and regroup and and uh, you know just figure things out and get things going that next week so that's where we're at right now we're still got a lot of football left we got a full what third of the season left sitting here at six and two uh, which is uh, you know, everyone wants to be undefeated, but we're, you know, we've won some big ball games, but just, just a mystery as good as we played last week and as, as uh, many plays as we made last week to not be able to get much of anything going this week. And, and uh, you know, and again, a lot of that is, is Oregon. I don't want to diminish what they did today at all because, and the score wasn't indicative. The game was a mismatch. I mean, we weren't, it wasn't, uh, you know, it was worse than what the score indicated. And so we, uh, Again, got to regroup, pick ourselves up, and, and uh, get back on track. So questions? When was the last time that you felt that way on the defensive end? Jeez, probably TCU like 10 years ago or 15 years ago. Yeah, <laughs> in this state. Yeah, exactly. Probably that, that. As I was thinking after the game, trying to you know recall an experience like that, that was probably it. Well, adversity and tough times like this reveal character, and I believe we got a lot of character in our room, in our locker room, and and uh, a lot of guys that are very prideful, and and uh, will come back and and respond and and uh, work even harder this week, and and uh, work to get back on track. But you know, when you get beat like that, you know, you don't want to go in and berate your team and and uh, you know browbeat them. That was. You know, that was uh, what happened out there was enough. And so just got to uh, let them know you still believe in them, which I do believe in the coaches. I mean, it's one football game, but, you know, we don't want to overreact, but uh, we didn't play very well. So that's where we're at. How difficult has this road been just with the injuries, having guys missing, you're trying to put things together every week and figure things out? Did that maybe kind of catch up to you guys today? Well, you know, nobody cares if you're injured. I mean, that's I, I never want to play that card. And, and uh Whatever you got available, you got to figure it out and make the most of what you got available. And so, certainly, we're missing a lot of good players that we wish we had. But a lot of teams in the country are in the same boat. You know, there's teams that uh, are missing a lot of players as well. Injuries are an unfortunate part of this game. Uh, my least favorite part of the game and the job is, is seeing these young men get hurt. But, but uh, you know, to answer your question, we got to 
make do with what we got. Yeah. Uh, I have to w watch the film. I know. Uh, you know what? Did we turn it over three times a day. Uh, one was on downs and two interceptions. Yeah. Uh, just have to watch the film. I know uh, on one interception the receiver stopped and took Bryson by surprise. You know that it weren't was not supposed to stop on that. But but uh, we've been doing a pretty good job taking care of the football offensively all season long. Uh, and it wasn't. Uh, you know, was it, you said two interceptions and one on down, so two two real turnovers as far as statistically, and so that's not excessive. But we uh, our margin for error is not you know against a team like that. You can't come over on, you come away on the negative side of the turnover ledger, and that's what we did. We're minus one. On those on those uh, the fourth and one, the turnover on downs. Is there any advantage that you see to being in the shotgun instead of maybe a QB sneak or anything like that? Ah, uh, there's a lot of different. Uh, Options and we had probably eight or ten plays that uh, for that exact situation, probably half of them in the gun and and uh, half under center. But you know that's an age-old question. You know if you only need a, you know a yard, why do you get five yards in the backfield? But but we've had pretty good success uh, you know in shotgun this year and, and in years past. And so uh, I'm not going to say that was the reason we didn't convert. You know we we didn't block it up very well. How would you assess the tackling today? There seemed to be a lot of yards after. Yeah. There was probably our poorest tackling performance of the season. I uh, can't say that for certain until we watch the tape, but my guess is that's what it's going to turn out to be. We've been an excellent tackling team up until this week. We only, we've only we missed single-digit tackles in, I think, uh, all but one of our games this year, and, and that's really good. If you can be single-digit misses, you're really good. Kyle, do you think you might learn something about the resolve of this group coming off a loss like this, having to turn it right around and play again? Sure, we will, and uh, you know we did that after Oregon State. You know, it's, you know, if, you, there's what one team that's going to go undefeated in a season, maybe not even one. I mean, it's you know you got it. Everyone's got to have that same. Uh, uh, you know, everyone's going to be in that same situation, and you got to have the resolve to pick yourself up and and uh, you know just keep swinging. Uh, not winning the line of scrimmage, you know, them being more physical. We very rarely get out physical, but today we got out physical at the line of scrimmage. That was the, the biggest. If you had to see what was the biggest single problem in the entire game, that was it. How much did, did uh, what message did you send to Bryson um, to kind of just get over the, the two interceptions? Yeah, he's a, he's a tough kid. He's, and like I said, one of them was definitely, you know, not his fault. I mean, he uh, he was caught by surprise by what the receiver did. But but uh, Bryson Barnes is a competitor. Um, he's our guy, and uh, we believe in him, and uh, he'll bounce back. How much did Oregon's tempo offensively kind of not, not really the tempo. It was the you know the quarterback was lights out, and the running game was strong, and it wasn't really the tempo that did us in. It was the the lack of our physicality, not not matching their physicality, and as mentioned, not tackling well enough, and and Bo Nix being an extremely accurate thrower, extremely. I think he's he's got to be. I think he's leading the nation. If he's not, he's he's up there close. Okay, guys, thank you. There you go, Kyle Whittingham after the game, and uh, Christian. He 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 even recalled that TCU, the forty-seven to seven. He did. So, he did. So I guess. My wife can't be that mad if yeah. Kyle's bringing it up. Okay, I got to uh, let me see if I can find this tweet here. This is from our good friend Lundy. He actually made a very good point that I hadn't thought about here. Oh, geez. And of course, I lost. Oh, there we go, right there. So, Lundy used to be work with us here in radio. Uh, and he says this If I had a nickel for every time Utah has hosted game day for a day for a day game kickoff during their last season before changing conferences and also wore a gimmicky uniform, <laughs> I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it happened twice. Yeah, sure. The, <laughs> listen, our, our armed forces, those uniforms, I have that jersey. You actually. still have it? Okay. Yeah. Listen, that game that game is, uh, selfishly, that's the only reason I made it to the NFL was that game because I had the best statistical game I've ever played in my life because I played middle linebacker that game. I didn't play DN. We did a weird scheme. Mm -hmm. um, but they the the – uh, there was a kid named Marcus Cannon who played tackle. I do for, remember Marcus Cannon. He played yeah. for the Patriots for yes. like ten. So I played head to head against him. I was all over the field. I played decent, but we just got smashed. Uh huh. Uh, but those unis, yes, they go down in infamy. Uh, yeah, game day hasn't been kind. Well, they did well in the Fiesta Bowl year. They did fine against Cal. But he's talking about day games. Day so games, yeah, sure. So there you go. I, I think uh, yeah. two nickels, ten cents, yep. sure.
So there you go. All right, Christian, as we close things up here, any final thoughts from you? I thought it was interesting. We opened we opened this and we said, what was the the key point to this whole game? It was it was the first time I've ever watched Utah get out physical and just got dominated on offense and defense, a line mm-hmm. of scrimmage. And you heard what Kyle said. Uh, you know, you don't go berate the team. You go talk with the team. You go back to the drawing mm-hmm. board. All of them said, hey, I'm, I'm interested to go back to the film because they don't know what happened. Correct, yeah. Uh, they got out-schemed. They got out-physicaled. And that is awesome football by Oregon. And I know that pains folks to hear me say that I out loud. I think it pained Kyle Whittingham to admit uh, it. <laughs> yeah. Because there was no aspect of that game in which Utah had any control of it at all. Mm-hmm. And that was the, the first team. And again, that's what elite teams do. And I'm telling you right now, and this isn't to pacify you to make you feel good, I think Oregon will win the Pac-12 championship, and I think they'll compete in the in, in the college football playoff. Uh, I think I'm... they'll play against Washington in the Pac-12 championship, or maybe some other team. Maybe Utah beats them, and then they sure. can't go, or whatever. Yeah. However, it, it shakes out. Um, but I, I, I don't think I've seen a more balanced team. I think Bo Nix at quarterback could take them pretty far. We'll see. It's going to be interesting to see how it all shakes out. Obviously, Utah will be back at it next week, hosting Arizona State up on the hill there at Rice Cycle Stadium. That is a 12 o'clock noon kickoff on the Pac-12 Network. That means your pregame show will come your way at 11 a.m. Christian, thanks for letting me do this. It's been fun. This was fun. It was awesome. I know. know. Lloyd should go out of town more often. Hey, Lloyd, maybe you should go out of town more often. Just kidding. I love you, Lloyd. Yeah. I hope, uh, uh, maybe always. next week, wink, wink, go out of town. Just kidding. We'll see what happens. All right. Well, uh, big thanks to you, Christian, for joining us. Also, big thanks to Christian Esparza behind the glass, been producing for us all day long. It's been a long day of radio for myself. We started this thing at 9 a.m. this morning. It's 5.30 p.m. now. So that's a full day's work. It's a full day's yeah, work. That's, no a doubt about of, that's a lot of words you spoke out <laughs> into the verse of radio. Yep. All right. Well, we will be back next week. Of course, your final once again, Utah Falls 35-6 to to the Oregon Ducks. Once again, they'll face Arizona State next week. And for both Christians, I'm Jay Catch. Have a great rest of your evening, everybody. This has been your post-game show brought to you by Zions Bank for 150 years of helping you. Uh, Zions Bank is there to help you guys out. Uh, check them out. All right. Uh, coming up next, we're going to flip it over to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, no. Christian. Oh, yeah. No, we're going to go. Sorry. We're both signals over to the Cougar post-game show. Not a, yeah. Not a coin. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Anyways, this has been the post-game show right here on 97.5 FM, the KSL Sports Zone. See you.